Hello. Hey, dude. What's up? Hello. Hey, Sarah. Hi, how are you? Uh, you don't want to know. <laughs> oh, you're living the dream. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I stay awake every night, so, you know, I'm just joking. Uh, I, I rarely stay awake through the night, so this is an experience. Probably second one this year, so. Oh, well, thank you for making yourself available uh, at this time, you know. Um, yeah, it's, what, 2, 2.30 by you? 3 in the morning? No, 2, 2. Okay, okay. Too straight, but you know, I mean, I've been known to stay awake. This, I mean, it's mm-hmm. not unusual, so but it doesn't happen often, so but uh, you know, I love you guys, so oh, we love you too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back in our uh, our college days, we we pulled many all nighters. Oh, yeah, oh, I believe you, mostly not for studying for me, anyway. <laughs> oh, why. I'd be studying and then forget everything after the exam, you know? Yep. Much I kind of skipped college, so I had no issues with that. Hey, there you go. <laughs> That's what you call living the dream, actually. So. That's right. <laughs> hey, are, are we going to find out how David's uh, last name is pronounced finally? or? Uh, I think we're going to ask him. <laughs> hey, speak of the devil. Can you hear me? Welcome, welcome. Can you hear me? Yep. Loud and clear, buddy. How are you? Good. I'm happy you guys uh, were able to join us. We're we're going to be doing a Disney episode, so I will do the intros. I'll let you guys introduce yourselves. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the B-Team podcast. Today, you have Josh hosting, joined by his lovely wife-to-be, Sarah. Hi, everyone. And uh, we have two special guests today. Uh, boys, if you'd like to introduce yourselves. Boris, go ahead first. Uh, sure. Uh, if you listened to this podcast before, you probably heard me in one of them. Uh, not many of them. Boris from Croatia. Um, it's 2 a.m. here. It's uh, late in the U.S., but, you know, fun is going to be begun. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and uh, we have a special guest who is an expert in this particular subject area. If you would introduce yourself, please. Okay, hello, I'm David Posek. It's nice to meet you if I haven't met you already, and this is my first time on this particular podcast. Yes, yes it is. Welcome, uh, welcome. welcome, Definitely. Nice to meet you, Sarah. Oh, nice to meet you as well. Well, over over chat, but yes. Yeah, yeah, virtually. (laughs) Yes. So yeah, we we are going to be discussing some Disney, uh, it says animated classics in the title, it doesn't have to strictly be animated. But uh, for anyone who's known David in groups over the years, and he's done a few write-ups for the old webpage, I think his are still there. I don't know if the rest of them are. They are uh, they he's a be. big, big Disney fan. Yes, that is very true. I did the songs and I did the characters, and I never did the movies. That's because right. I wanted to catch up on Wreck-It Ralph, but then Frozen 2 came out, and I'm like, mm-hmm. sure, I'll watch that. Never no. did. And then you didn't Mara miss came out, never did. Yeah, I wasn't the biggest fan of uh, Frozen Two. You weren't. You didn't miss much. Yeah, Frozen Two is skippable, man. Like you're not missing anything really. So, well, yeah, compared to the juggernaut that you know Frozen yep. was. Yep. I mean, it's hard. You know, not all sequels can surpass the original. I mean, I think Toy Story is uh, a series that's been pretty. Um, consistent throughout yeah i would i would say yeah but i would uh, i would say 
Toy Story is Pixar stuff, not Disney stuff, even though yeah. Disney bought them eventually. But True. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so um, we're we're not as old as John. Sorry, John. <laughs> but uh, if you guys are comfortable sharing your ages, uh, why don't we say how old everybody is and what the first Disney movie they saw was? How about Sarah goes first? Okay, <laughs> she's the lady. Oh, all right. Well, you know, ladies never reveal their age, but I'm no lady. Well, you so... don't have to reveal your age. <laughs> no, I- I'm 34. It's actually just, just my turned, birthday. Yeah. So, you know, product of the uh, of the 80s, child of the 90s. So I 87. grew up, I guess. Yep, 87. Mm-hmm. So I Same grew as up... me. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So really, I feel like, you know, I, you know, started watching Disney and like, you know, the Disney renaissance of the 90s. Mm-hmm. So uh, the first... Um, Disney that uh, Disney movie that I remember watching and truly loving was uh, Sleeping Beauty, and um, you know, really? followed by Cinderella and The Little Mermaid. Okay, I will go next. I am uh, thirty-five, almost thirty-six. God forbid. Um, <laughs> the first one that I saw in theaters was either All Dogs Go to Heaven, which I believe is Disney, and No, uh, that's Little Mermaid. Uh, after that, that's Don Bluth. Yes, it is. I know, but I thought Disney bought it. No, he worked for Disney at during Sleeping Beauty up until the Fox and the Hound and the okay. Black Cauldron, and then he left with a bunch of animators. Oh, see, at okay. least we have him yeah, on that's here right. to, he to, to tell us. Yeah, I, I could have sworn it was on Disney Plus, maybe one of the other ones, but yeah. Uh, so definitely Little Mermaid. Uh, as a little kid, the ones that I remember watching the most would be Robin Hood and Sword in the Stone until the, the later ones came out, like Aladdin and uh, Beauty and the Beast. Mm. Ooh, de la de, ooh, de la de. <laughs> yeah, man. Good yeah. stuff. Oh, man. Um, I guess I'll go next. I'm 34. Uh, my birth- Well, not yet, actually. I'm 34 in July. Oh, but, okay. uh, my mother tells me that the first movie I saw in cinema was Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, the more she talked about it over the years, the more I think that's my first Disney movie. Mm-hmm. As far as my favorite goes, it's probably again not the 2010 uh, edited, uh, renewed, added bonus version that has a bunch of crap in it that doesn't belong there. So there you, you mean go. the 1.5? No, 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 no. The uh, I I, I like Hakuna Matata version, but mm-hmm. this is like remastered something they added like zazu sings a song oh that's the special edition yeah oh, the special edition a lot sucks. Of that stuff ended up making its way into the broadway show uh, okay i think that's um, maybe but i i prefer the original 95 lion king as it is for yeah well 95 in Croatia, I guess. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. But yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. you. You know, don't mess with the original. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't mind messing with the original when you do it right. Some things just aren't to be messed with. So, yeah. I yeah. agree. And that, w- that was a really good movie. In fact, I think it's a masterpiece. But th- I digress. <laughs> and David, what about you? Okay, I am the youngest here. Obviously, I'm 24. I'll be 25 soon. And the first I saw was most likely The Jungle Book on VHS. Mm -hmm. I was born in 96, so it's like around the cusp between 90s kid and 2000s kid. Mm -hmm. One of the more weirded deck generations, but I'm pretty sure it was The Jungle Book. I can't remember. Nice. Yeah, that was a good one. Definitely watched that a lot as a kid. 
So from from first to favorite, uh, what is everybody's favorite and has it changed over time? And we'll start with David this time. Sure. Okay. I do remember seeing Dumbo before my current and obvious favorite, but so it might have held a title at some point. But after I saw Cinderella, it's been that ever since and still remains so. Okay. I, I'm not surprised knowing you. Uh, <laughs> Boris, what do you got? Yeah, I'm definitely going with the Lion King as the most favorite, but mm. depending on, I guess, time of the year and how I feel, it can also be Oliver and the Company as well as Jungle yeah. Book. And maybe, and when I talked, when my brother and I did the favorite Disney movies, animated movies, a few years ago list for our YouTube channel, I mentioned 101 Dalmatians as my favorite mm. and one of my favorites. And he, it wasn't even on his list, and we got to talking, and I don't know how many people even remember that movie, but that's definitely a favorite. That's a good yeah, one. that was that was definitely a good one. I remember that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah, what do you got? Uh, I mean, my favorite is uh, The Little Mermaid. It's you know, I know that I know that movie by heart. I can sing every single song. Um, I wanted to be a mermaid when I was little. You know, <laughs> I, I think every little girl, you know growing up wanted to be Ariel, you know, she was so different, you know, red hair, fins, it was, uh, it was a great movie. Mm-hmm. I do like me some Little Mermaid, it's in the top five. Um, oh, good God. So let's <laughs> see, my, my, my favorite would be uh, Beauty and the Beast, it still holds up. Uh, yep. Over the years, it went back and forth between that, Aladdin, and Disney's Robin Hood, because, you know, I'm sucking for all things Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I love Robin Hood. Yeah, that one comes off and on and off my list every once in a while. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. But I have a gripe with Little Mermaid because even to this day, it still gives me nightmares. Like I it hate gives Ursula. Nightmares? Why? Yeah. Ursula scares the crap out of me. Like <laughs> I know. I was a scaredy kid. I was a scaredy kid, and Ursula is like one of the scariest Disney villains, if not the scariest, what next to Jafar, probably. Yeah. Maleficent is like she turns into a dragon. She's kind of cool, but Maleficent, like she's evil, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. But uh, yeah, Ursula still gives me nightmares sometimes. So, Little Mermaid and me, not on good terms. Aww. Yeah. Aww. No, I, I'll agree with that. I mean, most people know I have a, a much younger sister who's finally turning 18, but, you know, I was watching all this stuff with her when she was a baby and a little kid. And having not seen this stuff since, you know, I was a little kid watching things like Little Mermaid and seeing just how they did Ursula for like the final battle, I was like, wow, this is pretty scary for real little kids. I mean, she's, even when you grow up and you realize like she, uh, like she got Ariel on a contract, like that's, like that's devious. That's, yep. I mean, that's yep. pure, that's as evil as it gets. You got It proves though, you got to get everything in writing. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> It's like there's a joke that goes around. Like, what do you call ten thousand lures under the sea? What a good start. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, I guess though that good start turned into Ursula. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) So, uh, all right. So, what are some of the ones that you think people 
either haven't really seen, you don't hear talked about, you think, I know you brought up um, 101 Dalmatians, we mentioned Jungle Book, which I remember when I was a little kid, it was everywhere. And now there's, you know, there's the live action one from the 90s, and now there's all the recent ones. So that's kind of fallen by the wayside. Yeah, actually, the Jungle Book from the 94, I think it was, Mm -hmm. it was on VHS, it was a VHS release, and I kind of forgot about it until a few years ago, Mm -hmm. when one of my other internet buddies, like, told me about it, and how good it was, and I went back for it, and turns out I remembered it, actually, and it was pretty solid, I mean, it was was okay, it's not bad, I mean, it's different, but, you know, it's different. Mm-hmm. But it's good. But I say Robin Hood kind of fall and Oliver and the company fall kind of, yeah. you know, into forgetfulness. Like definitely. And I love Oliver and the company, man. I mean, the music in that movie is absolutely amazing. And the animation mm-hmm. and the New York of the 80s. Oh yeah. Man, man. I mean, it's 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 every boy's dream, I guess, every child's dream. So like, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know any of the singers at the time I first saw it. It wouldn't be until years later that I actually bothered to look them up. <laughs> Which ones? Alvin Company, like uh oh. Midler, Huey Lewis and everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh what about you, David? What's one of the more obscure ones you think people don't really talk about that's that's definitely worth checking out? I would definitely say, well, it's a twofer for me. The Rescuers and the Secret uh-huh. the Rescuers Down Under. Definitely. Oh, you stole my idea. That was, that was definitely oh. mine. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't think I ever saw Rescuers Down Under. Yeah, that was a hard one to come by. I had to look for the DVD for a while. When I finally saw it. I really appreciated it. Yeah, but I live overseas, and I don't think it. I don't think I ever even saw it in, on VHS, you know, so... Yeah, that one's probably hard to find by you. Um, it was undermarketed. Yeah, definitely. Maybe. Because I know we had the... Uh, what's the animated series that got uh, rebooted or whatever, like uh, the Disney animated movies? Uh, uh, sorry, cartoon. Uh, well, there was DuckTales. There was DuckTales, Dark yeah. Because DuckTales, for example, they never arrived to... To Croatia, like we never had them in dub to creation. The only place I saw some of the DuckTales was on German TV. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so go figure. And it wasn't even the whole DuckTales, it was just the duck that flew the airplane. So, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, anyways, <laughs> but yeah, I never saw Rescuers Down Under, never had any connection with them, even though. When I was a kid, I used to read the Disney comic books. Like we had those here for some reason, and those were fun. So yeah, it's interesting that you mention you know Disney comics because uh, you know before I even saw some of these movies, they had in the '90s these books and cassettes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would listen to the cassette, and it was before I could read. So I would you know look along book and as I actually learned how to read it was you know actually the words and that's how I actually came to see you know Oliver and company before actually seeing the movie Mm -hmm. Rescuers Down Under so uh you know different mediums uh to actually you know prior to seeing the film but it was interesting yeah I remember we had a it was a huge market for VHS in the late late 80s early 90s of uh the VHS sing-alongs and it would be like just oh, I have you know, some of the most 
iconic scenes and songs from the movies but like you know you'd have like winnie the pooh and then you have the next scene would be jungle book and then it was all the older ones of course Mm -hmm. and um you know i I remember learning about most of that stuff that way because like winnie the pooh they would run it like on like i think we we had a, a channel 13 which we always called the educational channel um and then even when i was a kid there was a disney channel but like no one ever had it because you had to pay for it and then like once a year you would end up getting it for free because they were trying to get people to buy it so whenever that happened all the kids would be like we have the disney channel come over and we watch everything (laughs) yeah i didn't discover winnie the pooh until 2007 or 2008 when my youngest sibling was born so like yeah, I mean, I knew I was aware of Winnie the Pooh movies and stuff, but I don't remember like ever seeing them anywhere on TV or like any of the TV programs I watched or any of the like even on VHS. I don't remember ever seeing them. So like for me, like when I realized like there's something Disney that I never saw, and when I discovered Winnie the Pooh, that was like my revelation because Winnie the Pooh is my spirit animal. He's basically <laughs> like me. So. Like oh, he's basically like me, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I love Winnie the Pooh, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, Winnie the Pooh is a big part of my childhood. I had the VHS movies. I had the straight to video sequels. The uh, a lot of figurines, toys, stuffed mm-hmm. animals. I had a stuffed rabbit, which I carried <laughs> around ev- everywhere. Aww. But my. I drove my family crazy because I kept losing one, so they'd have, <laughs> so my mom would have to go tell all of my relatives to go look for a replacement, so I, I wouldn't be so upset. <laughs> oh, good grief! I carried it everywhere. <laughs> Start taking notes. We gotta buy doubles of everything. Yes, we do. Yes. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if my mom ever listens to this, I'm sure she would. She would give me shit if I didn't say. I don't remember this, but I've heard the story. Um, there is a song in one of the Winnie the Pooh movies, I don't remember, but it's the Ugly Bug Ball. And I, I guess one night I was just really tired and apparently it scared the crap out of me. And uh, I came running downstairs and told them I had a nightmare about the Ugly Bug Ball and I wouldn't go back to sleep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man, I can relate to that. Thursla, remember? <laughs> Ursula, yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean. yeah. <laughs> oh, good God. Yeah, Disney. Hey, are you are, are you a hardcore since the 30s <laughs> yeah are you a hardcore disney fan if you lost a parent i uh, i mean you know i guess i guess we're in that club unfortunately yeah yeah well, i was just the majority of their you know especially their animated stuff there mm-hmm. was always you know either the father or typically the mother typically was the mother yeah you know so sometimes both sometimes both orphans you know so yeah. That's like a a major theme in a lot of the mm-hmm. in a lot of the movies. Yeah, that was just something that crossed my mind before we started uh, the podcast today. So yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. When you asked what were we gonna talk about, I was like, we're gonna talk about hardcore. Like, if you lost a parent, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> anyways, yeah. I know it's a bit morbid, but I don't know. It kind of falls into theme when you think about it. Mm-hmm. No, it it does. That's for sure. Uh, to be, to be fair, Disney lost his mother like sometime after Snow White to a house accident. I think the gas was on. Oh, explains a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, it happens, I guess. Ma'am, 
But yeah, what are the what are the come on man? What are the other favorites uh, or favorite moments? Uh, favorite so moments. Favorite moments. I know that uh, Sarah had one with Cinderella. Oh yes. So uh, I've mentioned my my father Billy a few times, and he was a real man's man. So the fact that I was the first child, I was the girl, and I was a girly girl, I think threw him for a loop. But um, <laughs> my mom was a bartender, so she would work nights, and he would, you know, work days and spend nights with me, quote babysitting. Which later on I'd say <laughs> you mean parenting, but you know. <laughs> God bless him. Uh, so uh, one of the you know things that my father and I did a lot to bond was you know watch cartoons, watch movies. My dad was kind of a big kid, so I you know came to love movies because of the time I spent watching them with my father and. Um, the movies that I used to watch with like obsessively, one was The Wizard of Oz, but that's for another day. Uh, but I loved Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, and later The Little Mermaid. Um, Cinderella, I would watch time and time again. And there's this one song that starts going, Cinderella, Cinderella. And I would sit there and sing it. And my dad would sing it. And years <laughs> later, uh, <laughs> I came home one day and he's flipping through the channels and he must have passed the Disney Channel. I don't imagine it would have been on anything else. And it was right at that moment. So my dad started singing along with it. And I was like, Dad, and he's like, what, what? Like, like, because he didn't think anyone was home. And he was like, whatever, Sarah. He's like, you know i was just remembering when you were a little kid and it was it was funny that you know even after all these years he was able to uh remember that <laughs> so well, cinderella cinderella kind of stays with you yeah that song is, yeah it's yeah, especially in like, you know like the mouse voice and everything mm -hmm. and yeah, then yeah. um <laughs> I'm a big, I love cats and, you know, we, we have, you know, two adorable kitties and growing up, I always, um, I don't know if people know this, but, uh, the cat in Cinderella is actually called Lucifer. Yeah. So as yep. a child, I didn't know who Lucifer was. The only person <laughs> yeah. I knew who Lucifer was, was the cat. So one time I was playing with like, you know, my stuffed animals and I was calling the stuffed animal cat that I had Lucifer. So my mom goes, <laughs> she pulls my father aside and she goes, Billy, I think something's wrong with Sarah. Like, why is she calling the cat Lucifer? And my dad was so like indignant. He was like, it's the name of the cat in Cinderella, Les. Like, what are you, like, what are you talking about? So it was just, it was funny. He, he was like, he was taken aback that she didn't know that. <laughs> oh, good God. That is hilarious. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. God yeah. bless Billy. <laughs> yeah, he sounds like he, he's a great guy. We would have got along. I, I regret not being able to meet him. But uh, what do you got story-wise? Oh, man. Well, all my stories actually that concern Disney would probably be tied to tied to what? Huh? Uh oh, did we lose him? Did we lose him? Nope. Might have... I'm oh. still here. Oh, he's still here. Okay. Oh, okay. You you said tied to what? Oh, Pixar movies. Oh, Pixar. Ah. Okay. Okay. So I don't I like I'd have to think about it. Just but it, yeah, like my probably like the stuff with Ursula, you know. I mean, yeah, and what kid? I mean, what? person didn't cry you know when Mufasa died so yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. so yeah. okay uh what about you Dave most of my memories are tied to 
the sitting lawns and just watching the movies with my family or going to my grandparents and watching them, like mm -hmm. especially Snow White and Cinderella since we didn't have those two. And I kind of found, that's how I first started watching it. That's cool. Yeah. I know you, I've seen you have a lot of um, like collectibles and stuff. I know my mom would definitely be jealous of that. She had I, a whole bunch over the years. I do. I spent over $300 on one figurine. Wow. Which one? The Cinderella. Uh, nice. <laughs> well, I remember they, I don't know, do they even still have Disney stores like in malls? Like they I remember do. they used to sell yeah. the, the figurines and it was like a big mountain of, um, uh, stuffed animals, mm -hmm. and they'd always have movies playing on like a big projector, yep. at least in the states. Yep, yeah, I remember, I remember those. That. I haven't seen one in years, but I, I imagine they're still in the bigger malls. Uh, yeah, so my mom was was huge into that. Um, you know, Sarah's actually never been, but we oh, yeah. we went to Disney World often. My mom was in the the Vacation Club, and we go like pretty much every year. Um, and she was obsessed with Sleeping Beauty. And her sister was obsessed with Tinkerbell. And uh, they, like anything, costumes, collectibles, you name it, they had it. So she had like the uh, the flora, fauna, Merryweather on the thing when you walk in the house next to the Wicked Queen from Snow White. And I had a cat who used to perch up there and basically just try to drop things on people. <laughs> and he tried to drop the Wicked Queen on my grandfather once and hit him on the head. Oh my goodness, that's was he okay? <laughs> yeah, no, it didn't. It didn't fall. He, we got it as it got to the edge because it was heavy. They were, they were like heavy little things. Oh man! But yeah, no, that's uh, mischievous. Oh yeah, especially that one. <laughs> but yeah, um, so another story about my grandfather, and this was from Disney World. Um, they do a thing called a character breakfast, where they have just you know the people from the various movies or whatever you're at for the theme walking around, and we went to one that was. Um, just like a nondescript restaurant so like usually they're in like you know different worlds based on the movies and this was just like classic disney so you had like goofy and mickey and those people walking around and um i know it, we're we're eating a big breakfast and he's got a steak knife he's carving a steak and chip and dale and you know guys in suits come up behind him they're not allowed to talk they just like make kissy noises and at the time my sister's very young so they're you know basically putting on a show for the little kids taking pictures and they come right up behind my grandfather. He's holding the steak knife. And he just points it right at the chipmunk. And goes, get away from my food. Oh, my, <laughs> oh, my dad used to love telling that story. It was great. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah, it was uh, the, the happiest place on earth. <laughs> it turns 50 this year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember we went for, Jesus, was that 25 years ago? Because I remember they, they, they died the castle for the anniversary and they turned it into like a giant cake um and like every other time it just looked like you know regular cinderella's castle and then they would do like a light show at night and fireworks every night and then for the one year it was like every day was just something different it's awesome mm -hmm. yeah they can't cool. do anything too special now yeah well you know hopefully by then i mean i know they're they're starting to change things around more than any other state especially ours but uh that's michigan point yeah, and Michigan, right? That's a topic for another day. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to think, like, growing up, you know, a lot of them were harder to come by. Um, Especially the ones in the collections. 
definitely the ones in the collections definitely some of the older more obscure stuff but even things like dumbo pinocchio like you it was basically like um you know when we got a little bit older we would trade like horror movies and wrestling tapes it was like you you have to find someone in the know and usually it was like a family member a neighbor a grandparent with an older kid and that's how you get things like Dumbo and Pinocchio because mm. you couldn't find those anywhere. Like, well, they had the Disney they had the vault. Disney vault when the DVDs yeah. came out, but even before that, like they had the, the VHS. For anyone who doesn't know, isn't old enough to remember, uh, they were these oversized VHS and these giant white border clamshells, and uh, they didn't I still have really. Oh, I'm sure you do. Yeah, they they didn't really fit on the shelf the same way that most other VHS did. Uh, and then because they were clamshells, if there was any kind of, you know, defect or break, they wouldn't close properly. So they took up a lot of room and uh, they were they were pretty hard to come by. Yeah, no, we we had a collection. It took up an entire closet like mm. we had a pretty expansive collection. And it's really funny. I loved Sleeping Beauty so much. And I remember we rented it from the video store and my parents just couldn't find it anywhere in the, you know, I don't even know where you go to find VHS at the time, but they couldn't find it. They actually um, never returned it and got hit with a huge fee. And my dad used to say, he's like, the one of the most expensive movies I ever bought was back in, you know, <laughs> like the eighties, like early nineties mm -hmm. VHS was like in, it, buying one was insane. Yeah. I think the original Pinocchio was like 80 some dollars to buy yep. initially. Yeah. Yep. They lowered the price later, but yeah, because they want people to like, I don't know. It's just they eventually load the price. That's all I well, know. That's why mm -hmm. we actually watched a documentary on that was called The Last Blockbuster. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they talked about how the whole like rise of like video stores came into play. And it was kind of to offshoot the prices of VHS. And, you know, obviously, you know, the, the studios made money off of it, too. But, mm -hmm. you know, it was actually really interesting. Highly recommend if any, anyone wants to watch what did it. You uh, the was, last blockbuster. Last yep. blockbuster. Okay, I'll look yeah. it up. But, uh, it's actually, those, it was actually really, really good. I think we watched it on Netflix. Yep. And all those video stores is how a lot of these classic movies gained new life and are now yeah. much more highly favored. Oh yeah, definitely. I remember, you know, with Disney, like Sarah said, they have their their vault, and um, in the my sister was born in two thousand three, so probably in the very late nineties, early two thousands. They started doing these double disc collector's edition DVDs. Yeah. And the commercials would be like, you know, get it now before it goes back in the vault. So I know we grabbed the of first course. edition of Snow White from that because it was a double disc, both sides open. And the menu was like this, you know, at the time, cutting edge CGI. And it was like basically a little game where you go in the, uh, the dwarves mine shaft. Um, but then, you know, as I got older, my sister destroyed pretty much all of those because she was a baby and she was a, a very uh, rambunctious baby. Um, you know, I started buying them because A, I wanted them. And then B, I figured, well, you know, future kids and these things aren't going to be around. So as the Blu-rays started coming out, probably in you know, the last 10 years, anytime they announced one and it was one of the ones on my radar, I was like, I got to go pick it up right away. And uh, we're fortunate enough to have pretty much all the, the good ones that, you know, would be on the radar. Uh, we have Hercules, we've got Aladdin, With that was like the hardest one to come by because I didn't get that right away and it was yeah. gone. Uh, Little Mermaid, I got like the, the Diamond Edition Blu-ray that came out and that I think was super overpriced but whatever. Uh, Sleeping Beauty, you know, of course Snow White, Mulan, and then um, 
you know some of the more like older obscure ones i don't think they're dvd i think they were blue um i mean they're not blu-ray they're just regular dvd but like fox and the hound uh oliver aristocats and uh things like that i've still never seen some of the um the like the mickey movies like because you know that was the kind of thing where if you didn't have the tape you just couldn't see it and you know you didn't have the disney channel you couldn't see it yeah i've never i've never seen a mickey movie I've seen the Goofy movie. Yeah, I've never Goofy seen movie. the Mickey <laughs> movie. <laughs> I actually saw a Goofy movie in cinema. I remember doing that. But uh and I remember liking it. I think I watched it like several years ago again. I didn't like it as much, but mm-hmm. yeah. This is the Goofy movie? Yeah. Yeah, the Goofy movie. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a fun one. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it still kind of is. I like the animation in it. It was kind of I don't know, Back to the Future meets animation in a weird sort of way. Yeah. yeah but you mentioned Hercules. That's another under underappreciated one. Oh, that yeah, one is, that yeah. One. yeah. Yeah, Hercules is good. Another one of mine, this is throwing it way back, uh, The Three Caballeros. Oh, I yeah, love that, that was, one. Um, Never so that seen was it. In in uh, Epcot, for anybody who doesn't know Epcot, it's basically a world showcase in one part, and then the first part was called Future World. It was like Future World as of like 1975, so it was highly dated. Uh, the world showcase is just a collection of different countries, and like they, each land is built up to basically look like the country, feature people from the country, and then if it was associated with a movie, they would have that there. So Three Caballeros is in Mexico, and they had a ride for it, and I believe they changed that one over. That I'm not 100% sure. I know that the, the Norway ride w- wasn't beholden to any of the movies. And then when Frozen came out, they put it with that. Mm. And then they ended up just shutting it down, which sucks because it was like the best ride in the park. Yeah, I still have some like... caballeros. It's definitely worth it. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's 1945. So, you know, but I think it, it holds up. Like I remember watching it and like, not quite understanding like the geography part as a kid, but I, I love me some Donald Duck. <laughs> well, so speaking of uh, Donald Duck and Hercules, here's a, here's a good question for you guys. Uh, how many of us have actually played Kingdom Hearts? At least I the first have. one. I know nope. it. I've never played it. Never played it. Oh, we no. have. Yeah. I've heard of it, but I never played it. Even though I used, I mean, I I still consider myself a gamer, even though I don't game as much. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I I never played Kingdom Hearts. Uh, I was it was a lot of fun. It's one of the reasons I bought a PS2 originally because I just remember seeing the commercials like nonstop. Um, so it was Final Fantasy, but they basically made up a character that was the main character for the game and he gets paired up with Donald and Goofy and you basically have to go through like the classic Disney movies to find his missing friends and, and stop the bad guys. And it was just, it was bizarre. Cause you like fly through space in in a gummy bear ship. <laughs> and then like you land all the planets or Disney movies. So you had like Monstro, the whale from Pinocchio. Um, there was a secret book for the hundred acre wood. And then like, that's all mini games and stuff. And they were hard as shit from what I remember. Uh, the main hub was pretty much uh, Olympus for Hercules. You had Atlantica. Um, uh, there was a Nightmare Before Christmas world for Halloween Town. Agrabah, Aladdin. And um, they made like two or three more. And then they made a whole bunch of side games. 
I didn't really like the second one, so I stopped there. But I would highly recommend the first one. Uh, and I know that they recently they put it out on a collection. I believe it's PS3, but I want to say there's one for PS4 as well. There is. There okay. is apparently. Yeah, I think they added Frozen and a whole bunch of Disney stuff to it too. So. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I heard. Too. I didn't play it. Yeah. They went inside. Concept that shouldn't work, but it ended up working. But yeah, definitely. It was it was so bizarre, but it, it all comes together. And like you know, you fight uh, Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII in the Hercules Coliseum. <laughs> after you beat Hercules, after after you beat the Titans, it, it was insane. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I'm surprised. I mean, because I've heard good things about it, but I'm surprised none more people are talking about it. There's a huge fan base. Play. Oh, yeah, no, it's been around a long time, and especially in the States, there is a huge, huge fan base, like, especially because, like, where we live is pretty close to New York, so, you know, I I don't know about Sarah, I'm guessing, but, you know, we used to go into the, the city for the Halloween parade, like, every year for 10 years straight, there would be at least, like, one or two Kingdom Hearts people walking around, very obvious costumes. But um, all right, so we've gone over some of, some of the good ones. What would we say are, are some of the ones that aren't so great or that you don't think hold up that well anymore? Pinocchio, Dumbo, okay. no. Snow White. No. Well, th- there's a lot of discussion around Snow White right now. And I know that that's, you know, the first, uh, you know, animated feature film but like I even as a kid I never really liked that you know I was not really feeling the story I didn't really like her as you know the princess like I said I was an Ariel girl yeah that's my second favorite Disney movie I'm sorry it's okay <laughs> no you know it's all good um I I'm definitely on the Dumbo train even as a kid I, I was not big on Dumbo oh yeah i just don't like the story around dumbo i mean i would like him as a character in something else maybe like yeah he was living in the jungle or something and fighting tarzan and wild animals poachers Mm -hmm. but it's like where it is it just i don't know it's kind of annoying so there's supposed to be a director video sequel it just never happened for some reason I'm surprised about that because, I mean, especially in the early to mid 2000s, they, they did like direct video sequels for everything. Oh, let's not talk about those. Let's just forget no. they exist. <laughs> well, there are some good ones. There are some good ones. I mean, there's, you know, Rescuers Down Under, but uh, that one of the ones that video. I always love was Return of Jafar. You know, we don't oh, have yeah. we don't have Robin Williams. We have uh, Homer Simpson's the genie. But I mean, yeah, I, I didn't I, like that one. You know, seeing I mean, the, the evil genie Jafar and, you know, continuing the story from the original, I think that it could have gone much, much worse, like uh, the King of Thieves did, but, you know. Oh, I com- I, you know, I I completely forgot about those two until you said it. We have them. Wow. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, I like the Beauty and the Beast, like Christmas oh, uh, yeah. uh, yeah. sequel, yeah. yeah. But uh, other than that, it's just, I mean, I don't know. It, they were just awful. Like the Sleeping Beauty ones. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Or the Lion King. There mm-hmm. was, uh, it followed, you know, their daughter. Matata uh, is the only one. Hakuna Matata is the only one I actually liked. Because I like <laughs> everybody likes Timon and Pumbaa. So yeah. I don't yeah. get the hate. What's not I don't to get like the about hate. them? But the other ones were just, I don't know. It just 
with Scar's kid, and I, it was just a little bit far fetched. Yeah. 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 I remember seeing the uh, the Little Mermaid one. That was pretty rough. Oh. Yeah. Oh, good God! I did not feel that. Crazy sister. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, and like Melody, the daughter that looked exactly like Prince Eric, but like it was, yeah, no, it was not not one of my favorites. I was not happy with that. You know, the only Disney movie that I think I look back on that, like, I don't think I can watch again, um, is Bambi. That that ruined me as a child. I was so depressed. I think that was probably one of the first, you know instances that in the land before time Mm -hmm. you know where you actually see the parent you know die on screen this is even before you know the lion king but Mm -hmm. like yeah i i I don't think i can watch that again yeah yeah bambi's kind of dull it's been a while i'm sorry i still love bambi it's just been a while since i saw it yeah, yeah, I think it would get me. It would get me sad. It's actually yeah. I have a funny story about Bambi. I was I was an exchange student in Spain, and uh, you know, I mean, I was still learning. I wasn't fluent in Spanish, and we were at a restaurant, and there was food, and I didn't know what the word was, and I was trying to look for it in my um, diction, you know, the English <laughs> to Spanish dictionary and Spanish English dictionary. And I couldn't figure out what the word was. So my Spanish father, as I called him, looks at me and he points at, he goes, Bambi. <laughs> and I go, no, 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 gracias. Ah, uh, Vincent. Exactly. I didn't know what it was, you know, in, in Spanish. Yep. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I guess I, I have a question though. So we're talking about like our favorites, but what do we think overall? Like taking our tastes like out mm-hmm. of account, what do we think is the best Disney movie? Huh. Like I know hands down which one I think it is. And I think I said it earlier in the in the podcast. I, I think that the Lion King yeah. is is Disney's masterpiece. Um, you know, I think Beauty and the Beast is a close second. Up until, I guess, recently, it was one of the only animated films to be nominated for Best Picture at yeah. the Oscars. Yeah. Um, but since then, it's, you know, it's definitely expanded. And this is even before they had the whole, like, Best Animated mm-hmm. um, Picture. And I was surprised. I don't know. Do we know The Lion King definitely wasn't nominated, right? No, it was no, just, it was just which is a shame because I think that I, I truly think that that's the you know Disney's masterpiece. Did Oscar even have animated version of uh, award? They, they do did now. it until recently. Yeah. I would Not say until in, Shrek. Like, in the in the early two thousands they added mm. it. I think two thousand four or two thousand and five. Damn. Yeah, Oscars were slow then. Mm-hmm. It sucks for Lion King, definitely. Beauty and the Beast also. I think I even saw that in cinema as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm with you, Sarah. I think Lion King and Beauty and the Beast are probably the top Disney movies overall mm-hmm. in general. I think it I was once actually watched... 2002 mm-hmm. when it was added. I just looked it up, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Uh, I think I watched something on YouTube sometime, and I think even Beauty and the Beast was, I think it was like Screen Junkies thing or something, Mm -hmm. and they had like this competition, and I think Beauty and the Beast even won, but I could be wrong. This was a while ago. Mm -hmm. 
I think the the strongest ones um, would probably be Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid, and Lion King. I would agree with and, that. And um, you know, I guess Lion King would probably take it in a landslide. Although probably. I, I would say now people would add Frozen to that. Well, yeah, now I guess. I mean, I'm I'm thinking more back to my mm-hmm. childhood. I mean, just you know the story, you know the the Shakespearean tragedy of it all, mm-hmm. the music. I mean, hands down, like when mm-hmm. Simba returns. You to mean Christ, the incest, right? Oh uh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know the music that score is. I mean, it's majestic, mm. and I and I don't use that word lightly. Like when Simba starts walking up Pride Rock, you know, after At the end know, of the, the battles movie? with the hyenas and everything, yeah. like it's it sounds so. It's just stirring, and it almost royal. elicits like royal, mm-hmm. and, it, and it elicits like an emotional reaction from me. It actually does. Like yeah. it's just, I think everything about that movie, the casting, the music, the story. I I think it was perfect. The only thing that surprised me, so Matthew Matthew Broderick was uh, the adult mm-hmm. Simba's voice, and he's a singer. He didn't provide the singing voice. That's the only thing yeah. that that surprised me about that movie. Oh, well, that's Disney for you, I guess. Yeah. But don't even talk to me about the 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 one that came out recently. <laughs> I was not a fan. I like the animated. Mm-hmm. I I need to specify that. <laughs> Oh, the uh, CGI John Farrow. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I can't. I can't, I can't yeah, get I behind that. I can't get behind it. <laughs> I don't like the whole CGI movement. Not even that. I mean, just the live action one. I think have been all that great. No, um, I don't. Think I definitely I like, didn't like the Beauty and the Beast one. Yeah, I. Oh man, my brother and I did the review of that, mm-hmm. and it's the funniest thing we ever did. I think it's 27 <laughs> minutes of us ranting. And we're usually positive guys. Like, even when the movie is bad, we'll find ways to, you know, make it look good. Mm-hmm. But with the with the beauty and the beast, <laughs> oh, man, it's like going on for 27 minutes. And it's just the two of us just, you know, ranting and raving at Disney. And it's, yeah, oh, man, I hate that one. I feel like Hollywood has run out of ideas between yeah. like remakes and sequels and these reimaginings. Like hey, I'm, I'm getting really frustrated and that's why I find myself going back to the stuff from my childhood. And, you know, obviously there's the nostalgia factor. Mm-hmm. I think I've mentioned that a few times, but like, I just think it was better, you know, like I saw the beauty and the beast. Um, I used to travel a lot for work. So I was on an airplane constantly. So that's how I saw a lot of the movies, you know, in the last like five years and all i can say is i'm glad i didn't pay for it yeah yeah i actually like the uh jungle book live action version they did although like, they did like three of them though mm-hmm. they did the jungle yeah, yeah i mean the new like one Mowgli. i mean the john favreau one I mean, the story favreau. was not no <laughs> <laughs> yeah well the Tell only gripe i really, really feel <laughs> Yeah, Dave, don't be, don't be, uh, be a pushover if you want, man. I mean, I liked it for some reason as a kid, but looking back at it now and even trying to watch it, I just, I couldn't make it past 10 minutes. For which one? The Mowgli Story VHS. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember that one. Um, What was the one that I didn't like as a kid? Oh, um, was it the Jungle Book 2? 
No, no, no. <laughs> um, that wasn't good either, but that's even worse. Yeah. What the hell was the one? Think out loud, Josh. Think out loud. <laughs> oh, Hunchback. Hunchback. I was not. Oh, there. man. I love Hunchback. Yeah. Yeah, man. Although, I mean, it was like even that one gave me nightmares, man. Frollo character. Like, that's another evil dude, man. But I remember watch. I think I had it on VHS back when, you know, having VHS in the 90s was a feat. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I remember like we wore the tape out on that one. And then like the only Mulan. other one that I didn't like because I, I don't remember it having a story or like words. I just remember the visuals. Fantasia. Fantasia. Do you know, I actually saw that. Um, I guess, I don't know what anniversary it was, but I saw that in the theaters with my aunt mm-hmm. and I was so bored. I actually asked her, that's the only movie I've ever walked out of. Wow. And I was a child. I turned and I was like, can we go home? <laughs> yeah. Fantasia sucks. Like the animation, and like I like what they did with it artistically, but, but it's like you know, it I doesn't like make it any sense. For kids. Yes. Now yes. I feel like we can appreciate it, but not as a child. I can't appreciate it even now. I, <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm like, with you. Yeah. Right, I, you know, going back to uh, Kingdom Hearts, you know, you fight a bunch of the things there, and like the big demon monster dude, who I wish I remembered from the movie. Chernobyl. No, it's uh, the Chernabog. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, I don't even remember him from the movie. I just oh. remember, I remember the brooms and the... Chernabog. The name, the name reminds me of another awful Disney animated movie, Alice in Wonderland. Oh, I uh, love that one. I love that. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hate Alice in Wonderland. That movie, I just... I have no appreciation for it whatsoever. I, I mean, I've just read... always been a, a fan of the Alice in Wonderland story, and it takes a lot to do it wrong in my book, and that one is definitely one of my favorites. Tim Burton yeah, did I, it wrong. No, I do. I do like, he did he, like it. Boris didn't like it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I never liked the book either. Like, I Ooh. remember having to read it. Oh, we lost Boris. Right. Yeah, it's too crazy yeah. for me. I like crazy, but that one's I don't know. Like, yeah, Alice. Uh-huh. Well, apparently he he wrote it to be like a uh, a commentary on chaos. Everybody's like, oh, it's just about drugs, but like everything is written to be like mathematical and and to show like all this structure and I don't know. Could it be just like a you know a theory thing they put up. Are you talking it, about Lewis uh, Carroll? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like he was like a, a brilliant mathematician. Yeah, I don't know. At least with Tolkien and A.A. Milne, you know, they wrote their books for kids, you know? Uh-huh. So, Alice in Wonderland, a completely different story. Like, I know he based it off a real girl or his daughter or girl he wanted to be his daughter or whatever. But it's like child, I think. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah. But it's like, you know, it's like, yeah, it's just too complex. Yeah, too chaotic. Mm-hmm. I can live without it. So who's our favorite villains? Ah, good question. Okay, do you define the favorite villain by the villain you most like or the one you hate the most or one you like to hate the most? Both. (laughs) 
I said three things. So, so I guess he would say I'm your sorry. favorite in terms of you think that they're cool, you like them, and they're the most effective. Yes. That's what I mean to say. Well, shoot, David. Go for it. You go first, man. <laughs> so I'm, I'm usually stuck between three of them. There's sure. the Evil Queen. Mm-hmm. There's Lady Tremaine from Cinderella. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. And then there's Maleficent. Mm-hmm. But for me right now, it's Lady Tremaine. Okay. Like, just how immensely cruel she can be. She's, she's like an everyday person. That's what makes her even more terrifying, that she doesn't have any magic powers. She can just... Uh, she's very emotionally manipulative towards Cinderella. It's just very effective, just the way she's animated her voice, especially her voice, mm-hmm. of how commanding she is, just the cruel stares. I had a boss yeah. like that once. <laughs> And uh, just the way she manipulates her daughters into tearing Cinderella's dress, I've never forgotten those images. Yeah. yeah. Kate Blanchett also does a good job in the live version. So, oh, yeah. yeah, I forgot that she played that character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a good villain. Well, you know, Kate Blanchett, an Academy Award winner. Yeah, I mm-hmm. would expect nothing less from her. <laughs> yeah, what about you, Josh? So anyone who knows me, uh, my favorite oh, Disney no. villain is <laughs> my favorite Disney villain is also my favorite Disney character, uh, and that would be Queen Belle. But I'll, I'll give another answer. <laughs> no. Sarah hasn't seen those posts. She's looking at me like, "What?" <laughs> Belle becomes queen, and she is completely pure evil. The whole song of Bonjour is about how she just manipulates the whole town. Oh my has, God. She's like a complete sociopath. <laughs> oh, I had a whole running. Uh, uh, you're ridiculous. I, I had a whole. Is this your first time hearing this, like, Sarah? Announcing me. Others were agreeing and they're like, I never thought about it that way. But uh, no, I, I got for classic traditional villains, um, you know, I, I love me some James Woods, but I'm going to give it to Maleficent. You know, not not the live action one. Those movies are are not good. Skip those. But um, I actually like the first one. You did? Yeah, I did. Uh, I mean, it was I don't know. I liked it. It was okay. I don't think it was great or anything. But yeah. I like the I like the uh, I like the CGI in it. I like what they did with uh, Maleficent. I did. I mean, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it looked good. I'll give you that. You know, I just I yeah, feel it was like, it was different. It was different. Yeah. So, yeah. I, Second yeah, one, yeah, I, I could like that and the way that story went, and especially because they basically, you know, retcon redo Sleeping Beauty. It's like you you're making the characters that were you know clearly the victims in that story. They're the real villains, and like Maleficent, which is misunderstood, and you know Aurora is just a byproduct of that, or she's just on the wayside. But yeah, yeah, yeah I get it. I get it. But yeah, in her movie, I mean, you know, she's like an evil, like sorceress turned demon, turns into a dragon. She's got all these powers. You can. Oh, there are potholes, but definitely. Yeah. I'll give you that. But uh, yeah, I liked it. I visually was amazing for me. So yeah. Mm -hmm. And I like that it was different. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Well, it's interesting because, you know, I feel like you can tell a lot about a character, whether or not they're a villain or the hero, just by the colors. So like, you know, like Ursula and Maleficent, there's a lot of black, there's green, there's purple, even Dr. Uh, Facilier, same colors versus, you know, 
some of you know the counterparts like primary colors red mm-hmm. you know like well she's green so it's not primary i'm talking about ariel but mm-hmm. like you know it's it's interesting like talking about like you know visually being able to see who the villains are yeah yeah for me it's definitely ursula I'm, i i hate <laughs> i hate her I hate her. <laughs> I, and she's so great. And she's great. I love Ursula. I think not because I know that you had some traumatic events, you know, with her, but like she's just sassy mm-hmm. and she's like, you know, she's so like, extra. She is extra. Yeah. She is. And she knows what she wants. She's trying to get it. I mean, you know, she's got powers. She's she was, got she voice. was based on divine. She was based on divine. I love <laughs> me some drag queens. Yes. <laughs> And are uh, and her eels make her even more scary because you never actually almost see the eels like the you minions, see them like yeah. little minions. yeah the yeah. Jets them. yeah 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 I mean yeah she's but uh, for me it's usually you know top three are Ursula uh, Scar and Jafar so, I was gonna say yeah. Scar as well I mean he's just so sinister and jeremy irons again i I was talking about Mm. earlier perfect casting for each one of them i mean you know you don't just the voice even thinking about it is giving me goosebumps i mean that was a big year for jeremy irons yeah that was um i think three was that year or the year after but yeah no i um you know in terms of i usually go by functionality powers and effectiveness so my top three would be probably Maleficent, Ursula, and then Jafar. Uh, Scar, I'll give it to you, especially with Jeremy Irons. He's he's great, but Scar was such a non-effective villain. I mean, he... Oh, that's he, true. He was not a... No. He, he ruined he Pride Rock. He was such he a shitty... He was such a shitty ruler, the skies turned red. <laughs> Maybe that was his end goal. Maybe, but like all the people were starving to death and like they're eating each other. All the heads moved on. But he was fine. Yeah, he was. And, yeah, and why did he never bring his son back to live with him at the Pride Rock? I mean, yeah. seriously, Scar. Because he wasn't an idea yet. <laughs> yeah, well. Exactly, recon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I'd say, this. what would you say some of the scariest, most traumatic moments of your childhood for Disney would be? I mean, a good question. I mean, uh, scary as in like actually terrifying, or just like traumatizing. Because Bambi traumatized yeah. the hell traumatizing or scary, whichever. You know that scared me. You know what scared the shit out of me? The fucking pink elephants in Dumbo. <laughs> yeah. I never got that. I, I was never... thinking about that, and I remember actually asking my dad to fast forward through that because I just didn't understand what was going on. I didn't like it, and I didn't want to be a part of it. I <laughs> yeah, no that was idea. a weird one. I have no idea what drugs the animators were on during that. Um, all of them. Oh, actually, them. actually, actually, he was on some serious drugs. Apparently, I yeah, think he was, was drunk. Uh, yeah, he was drunk. But apparently, there was some. I think it was film theorist who did like this theory about how he had those hallucinations. Mm-hmm. And apparently, there's some grass that grows in. <laughs> florida where dumbo actually was set of course that can florida. give that can give uh elephants uh hallucinations <laughs> like you it's know, an that, actual thing yeah yeah yeah. animal cruelty oh like... we we just lost david hang on a second uh, oh, yeah keep going so yeah like you you should you could look it up like just check you know film theorist on youtube dumbo theory like yeah it's it's hilarious I mean that yeah, that guy has some 
amazing stuff. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll take a look at that. Um, so let's see, traumatizing. I don't know. There's a lot in in Aladdin. Um, yeah, Jungle Book had some had some really intense moments in it because I watched that one really young, oh, over Shere and over. Khan. Shere Khan. Shere Khan is scary. Even man. some of the stuff with King Louis, like the, the fire. I like whatever. I like King Louis stuff. You know, he plays jazz. Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> Oh my he, dad! He's a fun... My dad loved that one, and he would like always sing all the songs from that one when I was a little kid. Yeah, I would argue that Jungle Book has the best sing-alongs. Mm-hmm. Oh, friend but, like uh, him, yeah, yeah. Baloo, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But traumatizing. I mean, definitely, you know, everything that has to do with Ursula, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bombi's mother definitely dying. Mm-hmm. Bunch of stuff in uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. When I was a kid, I didn't understand some of the stuff. So, you know, Frollo's stuff was definitely scary. Like, even today, when you, you know, it gives you the oh, creeps, you know, when you yeah. understand what he's actually, yeah, what he's doing, what he's actually doing to uh, Esmeralda. So, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, traumatizing, scary, call it whatever, you know. Uh, Jafar, and there was something, yeah, Mufasa dying. I mean, that was, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jafar, I, like, you know, there's a lot of, like, just really intense stuff. I mean, he basically, like, enslaves Jasmine and, like, tries to drown Aladdin, just throws him in the river and ties him up. And Yeah. Yeah, basically brainwashes all of them. Mm-hmm. And then he turns into the giant snake and, um, I remember yeah, I had the um, one of the one of the few video games my dad ever learned how to play because he liked the movie so much. It was the Aladdin. There was one for Sega, and then there was one for Super Nintendo. We had the Super Nintendo one, and the <laughs> boss is of course Jafar. And then the, the you fight him flying around, and then you fight the giant snake, and you have, like jump on the things that he shoots out and hit him in the face. And like my dad could never figure out how to do it, and he was just like, "We can't beat this friggin' game. This friggin' snake is just killing me." Oh, yeah, but I remember I playing. Out. I remember playing Disney uh, PC games mm-hmm. back in the 90s. Like, Aladdin was my favorite, and Lion King was the hardest. So. Oh, my God. The, the Super Nintendo and, I believe, Sega Lion King with those fucking monkeys. It was, like, impossible. <laughs> and it, it just plays Can't Wait to Be King through the entire level, and that's all you hear. And, like, you know, if you miss one monkey, you got to do the whole thing over again. And it was just impossible. I don't know anyone who ever made it to Adult Simba. Yeah, I I mean, I don't know. I never played on those, but I played on PC. So mm-hmm. I once watched, like, uh, we had this uh, computer thing uh, in um, in my neighborhood. Like, they had computers, and you could, like, rent them out, you know, and just come and play. And they had pretty much all the Disney games, and they had this Jungle Book game, too. Mm-hmm. And we would all play it, but nobody ever, you know, finished it, except this one time. This one guy, like, yeah, that was that's probably the most fun Disney memory for me, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it's like it was like they had like these four computers and they were selling like these cool supplies too. And there was like, and it's a small shop, and uh, there was like ten of us there just watching this one dude, you know, playing Jungle Book. And the lady who ran the shop, she was like, uh, Jacob, you're out. Like, Jacob, your time is up. Your time is up. Oh, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. And that went on for like three or four hours. And 
whole afternoon was spent just by us watching him play through Jungle Book game and finishing it actually yeah that was and took him hours and she let him play and nobody else came to play nobody else rented or bought anything that whole afternoon it was ridiculous mm-hmm. so yeah okay what did i miss when i was gone uh we um, were talking about just dramatic moments and then we moved on to aladdin i was, I was talking about the aladdin video game for super nintendo being pretty hard and then that went into the lion king one which is impossible <laughs> Okay, so did everyone else do the traumatic moments and whatnot? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I'll do that and I'll talk quickly about the some of the games I played. Yeah, mm-hmm. shoot. Okay, so for the traumatic moments, I already mentioned the dress tearing scene from Cinderella, just the colors in the background that's changing and the editing. Mm-hmm. And just the screams of the stepsisters at poor Cinderella and <laughs> that just really stuck with me. It has ever since. And then there's also Snow White in the forest. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, with just yeah. the imagery of the faces and just the music and mm-hmm. the darkness. I think that's what led me to be so afraid of the dark for many, many years. Mm. And then there's also the transformation scene in Pinocchio of Lampwick. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, you forget yeah. about Right. That. When he turns into a donkey? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh and, God! Yeah, that that stuck with me for years. I was so afraid to go back into it, and just I eventually did. Still kind of shaking up, but yeah. I mean, what is Disney doing all these years? I mean, for like almost a century, it's been tra- traumatizing kids and adults for their whole entire <laughs> lives, exactly. and they still go back to it. <laughs> well, you know, now, like Sarah said, they're uh, they're trying to change some of that stuff up they've been putting in warnings and taking some scenes out but you know yeah on disney plus they they actually do have uh the, these stipulations before you watch the movie about some of the things that you're about to witness yeah and the latest as sarah said they're going after snow white because you know she's under an enchantment and asleep but she's woken up by a oh, kiss that grief. she can't consent to yeah. and it's like it's a fairy tale about a guy saving her life <laughs> There, yeah. I mean, I think they're definitely taking some things overboard, but far. it's, yeah, definitely too far. I mean, it is a fair, t- I mean, everybody who watches Disney, like, they know what they're getting into. I mean, I don't know mm-hmm. a person who never saw, I actually, I know a few people who don't watch animated movies, but it's like, they know what Disney is all about. It's like, everybody knows, like, what they're going into. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And we still keep going back to it, and we, you know, show it to our kids, to our young siblings. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I still watch Cinderella every year, at least. <laughs> there times. you go, man. Yeah, there you go. I, I rewatch stuff pretty much every year, at least. Yes, I rewatch it on the fifteenth of February for the premiere. On the fifth of May for Eileen Wood's birthday, she was the original voice actress, mm-hmm. and for my birthday on the first of July. There you go. Oh, another July kid. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and, uh, oh, yes, the games. So for the games, I does anyone remember the Winnie the Pooh games, like the preschool kindergarten games? No. Mm-hmm. Never well, saw them. I played those all the time as a kid. Like, I don't really remember them vaguely. I do remember there's a section with Soup and Kanga and Roo. I don't. No, the context, I think it's for Eeyore's, Eeyore's birthday. 
Okay. It's the vague memories. I, I'd have to see a video to really get it back. Yeah, I was gonna ask you, do you were they fun? So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's all I have. Well, they, yeah, they've definitely a... made a lot of Disney games over the years, and they almost always had a reputation for being hard. Uh, we've just been joined by our Bagheera and Shere Khan. Oh, hi. But we, we have a, a all-black cat. He's our little panther. And we, even when we first got him, I said, he looks like Bagheera. Yeah, he, he's our... Bagheera! He's, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he's our little panther. He's uh, He's got a beautiful coat, very shiny, very soft, and all black. Yep. Is he friendly? He's extremely oh friendly. Goodness. He's he's on my lap right now. He Aww. he loves giving kisses. I work from home. I work remotely, and uh, he's constantly jumping onto calls, trying to sit on my lap while I work. He's just he's a very sweet boy, and I feel Aww. like we're leaving out Julius. Julius yes. is you know. Well, he's our share con. He's our tiger. Oh yeah, he he looks like a little tiger. Mm-hmm. He's our little ginger. But yeah, no, they're they're both friendly, and uh, usually when we're when we're podcasting, they show up or the cast the black one will. Usually just lay in bed next to me if I'm in the bedroom, but yeah. Um, so there was, for people old enough to remember the original Nintendo, the NES, uh, I don't remember what it was called, but there was definitely a Mickey game. I want to say it was like a, a Fantasia motif. Um, it was, I heard of that, yeah. And it was damn near impossible. And then there was a DuckTales game that was even harder. And that one, you had the uh, the three nephews, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Uh, or my dad, you said, Huey, Dewey, and Screwy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't think that's them, Dad. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, but Philly had an interesting sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. But what, what always fascinated me about things like that was... Um, you know, there are a lot of ancillary characters that didn't really make it into the movies, but they would always be in, like, the background, games, merchandise and stuff. And pretty much my whole family was had one of those they liked. And my grandmother was obsessed with Daisy Duck. Everywhere we went oh. in Disney, she would have to find Daisy stuff. Okay. But, you know. I have a soft spot for Daisy. She ranked quite respectably when I did my character list. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, she you, put up with a lot. <laughs> yeah, she does. She does. Uh, yeah, she I, also I, uh, isn't willing to put up with too much from Donald either. <laughs> I'm not a hundred percent sure if those lists are still active. I hope that they are. Uh, that would have been on the old Cinematic Crusaders website. But if they are, definitely give them a look. If they're not, I'm sure you have a, a copy or you can post them in the group. Just the uh, the raw text and everything. But I yeah, you, you definitely if I did have to. Yeah, you, you, you put a lot of work into those. Those were really good. Thank you. But all right, so I, I think we're gonna uh, I think we're gonna wrap up here and uh, you know this was good. We can we can revisit Disney sometime down the line and uh, we'll we'll come up with some more I guess concise topics because we were just kinda testing the water, seeing where it goes, but we're we're definitely over an hour, so that's always a good sign. And uh, we wanna thank you both for joining us. Um, Boris, thanks for staying up. I know it's it's pretty late over there. You mean early? <laughs> well, you know, however you want to look at it. Uh, so you had mentioned a few times that you and your brother had a YouTube channel. I'm definitely going to check that out after we hang up. Uh, plug your channel. Give it. Give it a uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's called uh, Bash Brothers Movies. Uh, 
I mean, I used to run my own channel and then we started doing stuff together like a bunch of like a few years ago. This was in 2017 to 2019, something like that. Uh, and yeah, Bash Brothers movies on YouTube. Uh, we were gonna name it Blues Brothers movies reviews or something like that. But you know, we wanted to go with a stick of some kind, and we don't have any suits, we don't wear suits, so Blues Brothers was out. So the next best thing was Bash Brothers from uh Disney's uh, you know, live action movies, uh, The Mighty Ducks. So, yeah, <laughs> tying back to Disney. <laughs> There you go. Well, yeah, we, we can uh, definitely cover some live action stuff next time. But, uh, David, what about you? Do you have any, any channels, blogs, anything you want to plug or just something you want people to, to check out? I don't have any channels, but I am on Letterboxd occasionally reviewing a lot of movies. I'm currently going for the 19 chains. I'm on 1919 now. There you go. Well, nice. we'll definitely do a uh, a classic movies show and, you know, even more uh specific than that but okay. i'll post the link i'll post the link to a uh, live action cinderella review uh in the cinematic crusaders uh facebook page i think that, that was hilarious i think you'll get a kick out of it so yeah all right cool well be sure to post it in b team page as well sure <laughs> but uh all right sarah do you have anything that you want to uh plug or no, I mean, I, I don't have any channels okay. or anything. I, I, I'm, I'm just here, you know, I'm here to have a good time. Have a good All right. Well, I will say uh, for anybody listening at home who has uh, Disney Plus or is able to find movies, however they're able to find them, uh, we don't judge. Definitely check out the things we've mentioned. Uh, if you haven't seen The Rescuers, Rescuers Down Under, I would say look up Return of Jafar. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll come up with some more stuff for you next time. You know, let us know what you want to hear about. But all right. Sure. So, well, thanks again for joining us, guys. And uh, have, a, have a good night. Good morning. And uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Thanks for having us, man. Thank you. Definitely. Definitely. Take care.